Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth. Life is like a mountain railroad with an end that breaks. We must make the run This is Ralph Kermit Winterode II with the Ralph Winterode Show coming to you live out of Alaska. And I just had to put down one Romeo that was sitting on my chest. That's why I call them both Romeo. For some reason, they both like to curl up on my chest. Maybe it's because I feed them and pet them, probably. I don't know. <clears throat> anyway, we're uh, on the plus side. We've been having... Uh, Oh, God, it's been uh, minus 13, 14, 15, 17 below. And uh, let's see here. What is the, what's our sunshine here? Sunrise at 1015. Uh, when was sunset here? Uh, 317. So we got about three and a half hours in the afternoon and about an hour and something in the morning, about four hours and some odd minutes. Technically, of the sun is above the horizon. Of course, people don't realize in Alaska, 
Uh, there is no such thing as six months of darkness or anything because of Pluto Bay, even in the middle of the winter. Uh, the sun's below the horizon. Everything is white, and it's just like a super bright day, except the sun's below the horizon. So that six months a night, but it does get nippy at Pluto Bay in the winter. 60 below, as cold as it gets. Lots of wind, though. I worked at Glen Allen, and it got to uh, 60 below or better for 47 days straight. That's pretty nippy. But you have buddy boots and all the right stuff. It's no big deal. So the Social Security is a big issue. And I have a program called uh, Keynote. Unfortunately, the only way it makes uh, <coughs> um, uh, so I can do one lines because it's really simple. It's just it's a good Apple product. Uh, I couldn't make it any simpler if I had designed it myself. And it's uh, so the, all the shortcut keys work for the control B for bold and control U for underline and control E for center and all that. They all work. So it's just really super simple. So, but it only makes it in a landscape type format. So it's uh, eight and a half by 11, but it's laid on its side. Well, the thing with the Social Security Act, they give you 26, I'm sorry, 42 USC 207, which is now 407. So it's 42 United States Code 407. And it is a con. It says the right of any person to any future payment under this subchapter shall not be transferable or assignable. And then they put in a qualifier, at law or in equity. Do you know how many at law and equity courts we have in America right now? Supreme Court, technically. That's it. So that doesn't apply. Then they continue. Or none of the monies paid or payable or rights existing under this chapter shall be subject to execution, levy, attachment, garnishment, or, or other legal process. Sounds really good. Except you go to 26 USC section 334. And it says there shall be exempt from levy, and they have 13 things. Then they go to C. No other property exempt, notwithstanding, which means in spite of any other law of the United States. Amazing is how they use law of the United States. Yeah, right. Including Section 207 of the Social Security Act. No property or rights to property shall be exempt from levy other than property specifically made exempt by subsection A. Doesn't include disability. So there is how they write 2042 USC 407. Sounds good. Except they put a qualifier at law and equity, which they, a Social Security is not at law and equity. It's a benefit. So it's not covered. That. It's 100% true, but it just doesn't have any application to Social Security. You have to go to 266331, where they say, in spite of any other law, including Social Security, it's not exempt from levy. So are we done? Are we beat? No. No, absolutely not. Because see, what you have to do 
it's done by an agency, right? Social slavery and the internal revenue criminals, they're federal agencies. So they have to take every document that has general applicability and legal effect, put it in the Federal Register. And if it's there, it's judicially noticed. It's like DNA. It's there. So I go look up 26 CFR and see if I can find some regulation under 6331. I find one. It exactly mirrors the statutory. It goes through 1 through 13, goes down to the other one, and it says, oh, yeah, blah, blah. We can do Social Security. You know what the problem is? It's 26 CFR 301.6331-1. Oh, I get it now. It's a housekeeping regulation, interpretive reg, and we just read in the last hour, Congress, or IRS puts in proposed regulations for interpretive regs. Now, how does this get by the courts? They have something called Chevron deference. They say, well, you know, it, it looks like the statute, so... Nobody's brought up that there's not anything going on there, so it's called the Chevron deference. We'll just go ahead. Yeah, it looks good. Bye. Pass on through. Get screwed. It's called the Chevron deference. What happens if we raise something? I haven't found anybody's done it yet. They print it. Price to read Brown to holding. It says 301 is 5 USC 301. It's for its agency, its employees, its records. They call them interpretive. They call them uh, oh, uh, housekeeping regs. They call them implementing regulations. There's several different names. They're all internal for the agency. But I went one step further because you see, which I'm going to get into, uh, some cases there, some amazing stuff. I went into every regulation that they, or every Federal Register publication that they had, which I'm going to do for efficiency, uh, assessment, uh, levy, lien, and all that nonsense. And that included 26 CFR 6334-1, which is property exempt from levy, 63-2, wages, salary, and other income, 6334, determination of exempt amount. 6334-4, verified statement. They're all there. They all use essentially the same stuff. So what did I find? I found that the final rule published in 1967, November the 3rd, is a final rule under the authority of 7805, of which 7805 is a part 301 reg because it's the commissioner admitting he's making rules and regulations for internal use only. And that is then the same document. And when they republished it in 1967, and what's even more astounding, you find 26 CFR 7402. 26 
CFR, and it's 301-7402. District courts. <laughs> They're there, too. Now, they changed that to the code. They took it out. They just went away. They just quit publishing it. There's no place where they ever repealed it. They took it out and put it into the code. 26 United States Code 7402 is for the internal revenue laws. No, no court can do regulations because there is no controversy or case. Attorney General's opinion said that back in 1941 when they were trying to figure out how to do this. There's no case or controversy. Courts can't deal with it. Constitutional courts. So now we continue on. What did I find? I found a proposed rule where there was a notice and comment, but no 553. And a final rule, and no 553B. Then I found a proposed rule, notice and comment, 553B, not required. And then the final rule was 553B, not required. Then I found a proposed rule, notice and comment, 553, not required. And final rule, no 553B. Then I found notice and comment, no 553. And a final rule, 553, not required. Then I found a final and temporary as no proposed rule, notice and comment, no 553B. And I even found one that was an executive order. 13939 in 2020. None of them passed the test. That just conclusive evidence piled on the fact that the IRS admits their 301 rigs. Now, the notice of levy and the notice of hearing before levy are the same thing. I've just got to add them. So I went to not only the IRS admitting it, now we also have this other code section that I brought up before that says the proposed rules, the interpretive rules of the IRS under the regulatory stuff. In uh, six, in the 600 series. They're admitting they're only making interpretive rules. That's in five USC 600 series. I just went over last hour. Oh, but I found a lot more. Because public participation is required. I found that in sentiment document 248, pages 19 and 20, and also on page 257 and 358, which is not available on the Internet, which is not available in Westlaw. And it's cited 71 times by the court. So you see, we're on a need to know, and we don't need to know. McCarran representative is the one that put it together in 1946. Now, really, two cases that are a couple of cases that are really killers. It's K-I-S-O-R versus Wilkie, W-I-L-K-I-E. K-I-S-O-R versus Wilkie, W-I-L-K-I-E. And it's cited only as a Supreme Court case. Now, I'm not sure why they do that on some of these. I'm thinking that when they do that, instead they would put a U.S. also in there, that it is a different, it is a constitutional side of the Supreme Court. Now, that's what I'm thinking, but I haven't been able to prove it yet. Because some of these, they will cite only Supreme Court reporter and not United States reporters. Now, that's just conjecture. So, anyway, it says, it's 139, 
S period, CT period, 2400. 139, S period, CT period, 2400. And it says, APA's rulemaking requirements mandates that an agency use notice and comment procedures before issuing legislative rules. An enforcement action must instead rely on a legislative rule which, to be valid, must go through notice and comment. And in all the ways discussed above, the meaning of legislative rule remains in the hands of the courts. And it goes on further. Once an agency issues a substantive rule through notice and comment, it can amend that rule only by following the same notice and comment procedures. When an agency issues an interpretation of a press release or something, it chooses to call an adjudication. All we have is the agency's opinion about what an existing rule means, something the APA tells us is not binding in a court of law or on the American people. The court has long held that Congress cannot indirectly control the action of courts by requiring of them a construction of law according to its own views. Thank you. If Congress disagrees with how courts are interpreting the existing statute, it is free to amend the statute to a different rule. What it cannot do is issue, quote, a mandate to compel the courts to construe or apply existing law, not according to the judicial, but according to legislative judgment. If the legislature can't control a judge's interpretation of an existing statute, how can an executive agency control a judge's interpretation of an existing and equally binding regulation? They got a case that does exactly that. The court has always said a legislature cannot compel the court to construe and apply a law of the books, not according to judicial judgment but according to the judgment of another branch. When we defer to an agency's interpretation that differs from what we believe to be the best interpretation of law, we compromise our judicial independence and deny the people what come before us an impartial judgment of that that the Constitution guarantees. The bottom line is Congress can't be doing what they're doing. They can't get around this adjudication nonsense what they're doing. And what's really important is they can't amend something without going through the notice and comment, which I'll get to in a minute. They can't get around that either. If it actually, they did a formal one, they can't, they have to go through the same process. Ken in New York, question or comment? Yes. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, when you talk about levies, uh, I think something that strikes fear in the heart of people is if they have a bank account and all of a sudden they have some kind of a perceived problem with the IRS and the IRS tries to close their bank account down. If you made the banking institution aware that this is a 301 reg and they refuse to release you, which is what I think these tax relief services do for a pretty penny, would you have a cause of action against the bank? Stay tuned because I'm going to be suing, helping a guy. We're going to sue our <laughs> agent and the bank. And yeah, yep, it'll be coming out next month. Okay. 
Right, yep, stay tuned, and uh, you will enjoy it. It makes for good reading because you see, they, under their administrative legislation, admit they're holding an empty bag, which they have to take judicial notice of. Not only because Congress said so; it's a public record. If you put it into public and it's a public record, oh well, wait a minute. So that public record is not right. Why'd you put it in public? Oh, because Congress said all general applicability and legal effects shall be in the Federal Register to be a public record. I mean, oh, this is going to get to be really fun. Think about what the worst thing is that could happen. You have a problem with the IRS. They attack your bank account or your holdings, and you can't even uh, get the money up to defend yourself against them. So you have to get one what of these. What you want to do is anytime you get in even a pissing match with the Internal Revenue criminals, do not keep money in a bank account except to run enough to pay bills. Put it into gold, silver. Put it into uh, uh, cashier's checks. Carry it around in cash. And do not leave it in the bank. Yeah, what they can't see, they can't get. Well, they really, really can't get it anyway. I mean, the banking institution just rolls over. I understand, but that's where we're headed. I'm going to... I'm yeah. going to slap the hands of some folks that have never been challenged with the real stuff that's judicially noticed. I have a bank account now, and I just keep enough in there to, and whatever whatever else is there, it ain't there. I got it somehow. Mm. You can keep it in cashier's checks, gold, silver, carry it around in cash, whatever. Just don't leave it where the, the criminals can get their hands on it. Mm. Mm. And people do it all the time. Why, I don't know. Okay, Ralph, good night. Yeah, oh, stay, hang on. It's going to get really good next year. <laughs> I'm going to be taking on the state of Alaska, too, and I'm going to see if I can't shut down all their foreclosures because their court judgments are smoke. Actually, they're not even smoke because there's nothing there. It's wishful thinking done by the Alaska Bar, and I can prove it. So anyway, if you have a Federal Register publication, they can't amend it unless they go through the same process. So if they have a bunch of interpretive regs, they can't amend it and fix it. They got it's all it's got to be amended by public participation, proposed final rule, comment, all that stuff. And you just search on 553B. That's the only thing you got to remember. Let's get better. Now this is Kaiser versus Wilkie. It's a heck of a case. We got Department of Homeland Security and versus the Regents of University of Alaska. This is 140 Supreme Court, 1891. Supreme Court. Okay? 1891. Agency has no power to act until Congress confers power. An agency exercise power beyond the bounds of its authority, it acts unlawfully. Legislative rule to be valid must go through notice and comment, shall publish a notice of proposed rulemaking. After ongoing after the undergoing notice and comment, the agency then publishes a final rule, which must articulate a satisfactory explanation for the action, including rational connection between the facts found and the choices made. That's in their comments. Even if the DACA were permitted under federal immigration laws, 
had complied with the APA, it would still violate the Constitutional as an impermissible delegation of legislative power. And they cite another Supreme Court case. Putting aside this constitutional, this is a killer, this constitutional concern, however, the notice and comment process at least attempts to provide a, quote, surrogate political process, end quote, surrogate political process that takes some of the sting out of the inherently and undemocratic and unaccountable rulemaking process. That was done in 1999. Would you like to know some of the, one of the guys that was involved in that? Scalia. Can't have him. Oh, that's right. He croaked, didn't he? And we didn't even do an autopsy. We don't want to know how we got rid of that guy. He was dangerous. Some of his stuff is unbelievable, Scalia. So, simply stated, you have to have public participation. So when they do the fine one, which I didn't find any on this uh, uh, 63-34, uh, which tells you they're enemies of the people, because when it says unpractical, unnecessary, and not in the public interest, their definition of what that means tells you they're the enemy of the people. It's their stuff. Not mine. It's their dang stuff. Because what do those terms mean? Well, let's go see what it means. You can find this in several places. Oh, I didn't type it here. Just a minute here. I got to pull it up. It's in a Senate document here that I have, but it's it's in the court system too. Once you know what to look for. What does it mean? First of all, they're supposed to have a true emergency if they do that, but it's irrelevant because they have to have notice and comment. They can't get around it. They never put the emergency in, so it's still spoke. BS for interpretive reg. But here's the killer. Impractical. A situation in which the due and required execution of an agency functions would be unavoidably prevented by its undertaking public rulemaking proceeding. We would be able to stop it. We can't have us being able to comment and say, no, there's no authority to do this or whatever. <coughs> Wait a minute. It would be unavoidably prevented if we commented. So we got to say, shut up and bend over. And we have it admitted now, and what I did last hour, the IRS does proposed rules with notice and comment of interpretive rigs. They admit what they're doing. And they admit Congress can get around and issue a disapproval of an interpretive rig. Does Congress not know interpretive rigs have no forced effect of law? They're under 5 U.S.C. 301. Well, those guys, that's stupid. Of course not. They know exactly what's going on. They don't. They got no business being there. There's probably most of them don't because we got a whole bunch of people at Congress that are dumb in a damn rock. All they're there for is the money and the power. And overthrow our government like them Muslims, the Islamic people. Trying to, if you watched, uh, they're trying, they're uh, passing, trying to get through now Sharia. It ain't Sharia law because Sharia is Islamic law. It's just Sharia. 
and that idiot out of Minnesota has got, got it through the House. Just going to the Senate because we are not allowed to criticize Sharia or Mohammed. You want to bet he's a piece of garbage? A pedophile, a criminal, and more. And that's what they're trying to do. They're coming through the back door. And once they get this in, then Sharia will be in America. And she, this gal, I can't think of her name right now. There was a child bride in uh, uh, Iran. It's just amazing. Because she, she knows what they're doing. She knows the words. She's experienced that firsthand. Can't think of her name right. Amy something, I think it is. Just an amazing insight into Islam. Islam can't be here because they only have one goal. You and I are going to get a prayer rug and we're going to get on our knees and bow down to Allah. Allah Akbar. Allah Akbar. Praise be to Allah. Yeah, right. Shove it up your. Not going to happen. But it's here. Along with communism and Marxism. We got all these different flavors. Satan's here. Run away. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Hey there, are you going to wait till the cows come home to get your new ease-off drop and lift? What in the world is an ease-off drop and lift? Our ease-off is a new tool to increase production for your meat processing company that will get that whole hog or half a beef on or off your rail with our remote control. That sounds great, but can I afford it? Sure, and the ease-off installs fast. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue, speed up your line, and increase profits. Okay, I'm convinced. Where can I get my ease-off? Go to easeoff.com. That's E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry because we're offering free shipping for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. Easeoff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Have you ever needed to make a phone call but didn't want the person you're calling to know that it was you on the other end? Have you ever needed to make a call and wanted to keep your phone number and location private? Well, now you can with PatriotPhone.com. PatriotPhone.com will enable you to make unlimited calls anonymously. That's right. Unlimited anonymous phone calls to anywhere in the U.S. and 36 countries around the world. Our most popular phone plan includes unlimited calls, your own phone number, voicemail, call forwarding, and many other great features. Visit PatriotPhone.com to get your own phone number in any 
state and take back control of your phone calls. PatriotPhone.com also allows you to record your calls and access all of your phone records online. PatriotPhone.com works with iPhones, Android base phones, and Windows computers. Protect your privacy and your freedom with unlimited anonymous telephone service from PatriotPhone.com. Today, that's PatriotPhone.com. For over 20 years now, Extendivite has proven time and again, it really works. Here is a testimonial from Amazon.com. I received an arterial switch at birth. In my mid-20s, I started getting slight runs of NSVT. Nothing too serious, but enough to cause worry. I started taking Extendivite a little over two years ago, and it helped cut the palpitations and NSVT down drastically. This isn't a cure-all supplement. I strongly recommend a good diet and exercise to aid in any heart troubles you may be having. And I strongly recommend giving Extendivite a try. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Okay, well, we're back here. And uh, it's interesting. You see this? uh, And I've got to get this lined up, but it it goes into great detail. You go into 63, uh, 301-6321, lean for taxes. And we can put a lien on anything, any property in favor of the United States. And it says also for the purposes of any tax, a state individual income tax is a, quote, qualified tax, which they defined in the 301 reg. So then the states can get around and do that. Then they go in to talk about the states back and forth. They got to have agreements. And I forget what it's. I think it's. Uh, 55, 16, and 17. I got. I can't remember all of this. I got to go look it up. I got to make a one line on it. They have agreements between them, but it's called a qualified tax under 301, 63, 61, number four. So if it's a, a qualified tax, then they can do it too. A qualified tax means a state, a tax with a state. A qualified state income tax as defined by 6332 that requires a state agreement to be in effect and the regulations they're under. Oh, thank you. So it's under 6332. See, i got to put this in on one line. Of course, 6332 has been repealed. <laughs> oh, golly gee whiz. But I forget there's another way they got around it. I looked at it the other day. i got to put it. i got to salted away here because I'm going to be doing this on uh, states but there has to be an agreement in place that's right they're agreeing to do this in writing it started off under the public salary act of 1939 the feds said we'll take your tax and then state said well you do ours so we made an agreement because it's all voluntary. Pat in Texas, you got a question or comment? Uh, yeah. I just, hello? You hear me? I can. Okay. 
Uh, well, I don't have to worry about state income taxes either in Florida or Texas, and that's my two last states. <laughs> but well, uh, I Alaska, want... they're thinking about it, and I, and I sent an uh, email to all of the senators' representatives. I said, please try to enact one. Come on, I dare you. Come on, get it on. What you waiting on? <laughs> well, Ralph, I sure am glad we got you on there taking care of Alaska. Thank you. <laughs> But I, I wanted to say on the, these injunctions that they put on the mandates, uh, the uh, Circuit Court of Appeal, and uh, I don't remember which the other one, but it's, it's a national injunction. And 10 more states are joining uh, somehow. Alaska is one of them. Uh, the the uh, injunction on the uh, jab mandate. And oh, yeah. I think yeah there's you- several uh, courts of appeals that went up against that. And it's, it's amazing. They have one United States District Court, and everybody bows down and says, well, it applies everywhere. Then we get around and have a court of appeals or something. Well, it only applies to the people that did that. Did you ever catch on to that? At this, no, this, I don't quite thought, understand. There that. is so much of this that it doesn't meet the basic premise of just good old common sense. Uh, but the point was they used the uh, reasoning that uh, with three branches of government, uh, one cannot order the, all the other whole country to do what he wants. In other words, Biden can't mandate anything. No, I because, know that. Neither can an agency. Well, I, but people standing in line to get, you know, um, I don't know. They must think he can. And and uh, I know the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeal, I think Trump put in five new judges. So you got to have judges before you can do anything. But you know what I mean? have some cojones. Well, uh, yeah, but but I'm just trying to say that uh, they people don't think about it. You know that we have three branches of government, and nobody can. Oh, I would ask you: Can the Supreme Court well, mandate I some, anything? I got some news for you: We don't have three branches of government. We're supposed to. But we have long since surrendered that and not even knowing it. But we have a belief system, and that's what they teach us. But wait that's a minute. what's going on. I don't want to give up the Constitution. They're trying to get it. They're trying to take it. They, I know, but we got to have somebody that's willing to fight for it. Hey, P-A-Y? Just like Mike Lindell. He's got a complaint ready to go, and he's going to have a new one by tomorrow, I guess maybe get the attorney generals to sign up for it, go to there and just, it's real simple, go on his homepage, frankspeech.com, go down and complain, send your attorney general an email and tell him politely to get his tush out of his, or his head out of his tush. Probably might not want to uh, word it that way, but that's the idea. Well, anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, apparently uh, it's a temporary one, but I wanted to ask you, at the Supreme Court, okay, when when SCOTUS that one ruled on uh, upholding the uh, anti-abortion measures of Mississippi and Texas, right? Uh, they qualified it and they said, uh, but uh, the providers can sue. Now, does that make any sense? I mean, I I thought Supreme Court was the last court of appeals. That's supposed to be the final one, but we got a bunch of cowardly people up there that have what. Mike Lindell takes, I think he might actually get a, an actual decision. But I don't know. 
Literally, because I, I, I can go through Supreme Court decisions and when a farm boy from Kansas can pick out what they're doing that is a, they're against their own precedent and get away with it and nobody says a word, you just scratch your head. When you so say like things like, uh, the, when they say things like, but the providers can counter sue or something, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, well, it's how like, about okay, Mr. Right. Uh, Roberts, or Gay Roberts, Supreme Court Justice, well, appointed all of these uh, uh, judges. I can't think what's it called. Uh, oh, gosh, it just escaped me where they filed all these reports in there. And they, every one of them lied to these courts. And there hasn't been any contempt filings at all. Of course, see, Roberts put those judges in him. He had pointed him himself. And well, not a one um, of them has filed a contempt charge against the people that knowingly have admitted lying. Now, if you and I lied to a court, they tried to get uh, Roger Stone. He didn't even lie. They tried to nail him. They tried to get uh, Trump on uh, no crime. They almost pulled it off twice on impeachment, but yet you have the crimes and nothing happens. Fight what I, I was how come nobody in that FISA court just knowingly, person after person after person has lied to him on the record, admitted it, and no sanctions? Because know, we are living I, in a communist state right now, I, and if I we don't get rid of Comrade I, Biden and get somebody there and start cleaning up uh, the web, that, like if you watch the Frank speech or not, but they had four retired FBI people, high, and they said the FBI is absolutely communist and so is DOJ they said there is no rule of law and there isn't I know CIA but anyway we I, are I think in the final good. throes of losing our republic and you know why well, because I the people are cowering I, instead of fighting this stuff you look I don't over what happened why. in some of the places in Europe and they're there by the tens of thousands objecting here in America what are they doing oh I don't know Whiny. New York. Why? What's wrong with those people in New York? I don't know. Well, I do. Okay. I, I feel encouraged that uh, that the injunctions were put on Biden's, and and, uh, and and that people need to know it. They need to know that the. Uh, they do, but he's just going ahead and going to court. No, I'm talking about getting the courts. jab, Ralph. I'm talking about people having to get the jab or thinking they have to, uh, because it said uh, if you uh, work for a uh, any uh, any institution getting federal money, uh, then uh, the jab is not mandatory. I know, but it's not and mandatory anyway. Uh, anybody who has a contract with uh, those people, so. Uh, Steve Kel uh, uh, Elkins, he tried to take up to the I'm military. The first question is, how many of them even know this because they're watching CNN and Fox and well, all these other them, cowardly places? Let me. <laughs> and they're not I'm telling to them tell the truth. Them, but people won't let me. <laughs> they won't let me tell them on the air. Watch, and, and they, huh? Watch frankspeech.com. Okay, y'all go ahead. Ignore and all the that. rest of them. They're irrelevant. 
but I am feeling encouraged, and I'm not going to let anybody pull me down. Oh, because I am too, because we're going to win in the long run, no matter how it works out. But I'm going to well, fight. The fact that they don't, That's what we they need had a deadline people to for fight the, yeah. and wake up. They had a deadline December the fifth. They moved that. They were moving it up, and and uh, now, uh, you know, people need to know. Don't take that jab. Just stand aside and say, "I'm waiting." Not say I'm and, waiting. And, and, I'm, I'm not going to do it. It's a bioweapon. <laughs> it's it's conclusively well, proven. We're talking about the people that want to keep job? their job. Say, which which people would you rather have? A job and take and get death or be. Uh, well, paralyzed or have a something or die within three or four years or have no job. I'll take no job. It. Thank everybody you very much. Everybody at RBN knows all that, Ralph. But what I'm trying to say is uh, that if they don't uh, just uh, capitulate, they can keep that same job and keep the hospitals open for people that really need them. Maybe the people that did take the jab. <laughs> They don't have well, enough they're, they're, what they're doing hospital. is firing them and all that other. So, I don't know what to tell you, Pat. People are going to have to wake up and get some cojones. There are some that are doing it, just like in the military. Uh, I, I, if I was in the military and I knew this, I'd say, I ain't going to do it. You're going to give me a dishonorable discharge? Get it on. Right. I'll take and, and, my and health then... any damn day of the week to take in something mm -hmm. that I know is going to kill me or or uh, maim me for life. No, thank you. No, I'm not interested. Well, I don't think they know that out there, Ralph. They don't know that. Well, that's There's time no to wake up. You. That's all I can say. That's all. That's why I'm doing well, this show, trying it? to get people the evidence. And like I say, I've got the Social Security almost done, the one line, and I'm going to do the documents you can send off, and I've had good success with them going away. But uh, you see, I wanna, I'm, a, I'm a nasty old guy. I want to put them on the cross. Then I want to stand back with a nail gun. You get my picture? And I <laughs> want to have a lot of nails. All right, I'll let you go. I just wanted to let people know that they sure. they, they may not have to take it because of the, no, I don't. the injustice. Yep. Yeah, okay, I'll let you go. Thanks. The people are submitting <laughs> to something that they don't know based on fear. It's in the Bible. No, they watch fear not. They, Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Fear not. It's fear <laughs> of something you don't know. Everything God did in the Bible, first he said, fear not. Fear not. Because he knew this first thing. I know, 65 times it's there. False evidence appearing real, right? False evidence appearing real. It looked like my like head right up. I went to uh, lunch today, and a couple of people that I went there, and they said, what happens? take your property. I says, well, they ain't going to get it without one hell of a fight. And They're I ain't taking it, it with me. I know that. They had their own way. Uh, they had their own way of taking mine. They tore it down and and uh, then they tried to take the land because uh, they made the rule uh, that uh, blah, 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 as long as you live in it. But then they run out and tear it down. I mean, like, they'll tear down uh, 90, uh, 90 out of 100 that uh, or and then they'll take the property. But well, I'm just going to tell you one thing: you don't want to piss off Ralph because Ralph does one thing. <laughs> I don't do forgiveness; not in my power. Well, as so long as you got, I'm going to get even, kind of boat. I want you held accountable for your actions, and what you're doing is not only unconstitutional, 
it's of hell. It's it's satanic. You're stealing people's property. You're doing all kinds of stuff. It's just unbelievable. Okay. Well, it's just nobody to tell. I mean. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, watch Frank's speech. Okay. Oh, let me ask you a question. You said uh, your 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 website. I mean, your email was uh, IRS at uh, Minuteman dot com. No, it's IRS at Alaska. Minuteman.com. Alaska Minuteman at AOL? No, at, at, at uh, dot com. It's, uh, it's IRS at Alaska Minuteman.com. Well, I tried to send it, it, it said uh, no such address or something. But anyway, I'll go let you go. Thanks a lot. Okay, it's Bye. IRS and then just Alaska Minuteman, then a dot com. I mean, is it an at sign? Yeah, all IRS, all emails have an at sign. IRS at. Okay. AlaskaMinuteman.com. I'll try again. Is IRS uh, capitals or anything? It don't make it. It's no capital. Do you have an email? Uh, Yeah, but I got a new phone and they don't recognize my PIN number, so I got to work on it. (laughs) Okay, we'll get it okay, we'll talk to you later, Pat. All right, thanks. Wake up, people. I got a lot of information, and it's going to be a lot of it's going to be coming out. Like I say, I sent uh, somewhat of a polite, nasty letters to all nine justices. I got to post that. See what they do. I said, what are you going to do, send the FBI? I don't know. I've had three stings against me. So? What's new? What are you going to do? Kill me? I'll just get to meet Cheryl sooner. Whatever. I'm planning on making 120 because i got a lot of tushes to fight. The information that I have now, I want to get out there. It's just taken me a long time to understand this. The other thing that I want to get into, gosh, we're running out of time here, is the substantive law. Substantive law, 28 U.S.C. 2201. They talk about, this happened with the Federal Rules of Civil Procedure done in 1938. And I was looking at substantive law versus objective and uh, regulatory law. So I think that's what it's called. And I said, wait a minute here. Wait a minute. What is going on here? Let me go up here and get it right here. Uh, I'm having a few brain flatulations today here. Let me get around and get it exactly right. So I don't... uh, Let's... uh, Back in a minute. Hey gang, Patrick Slattery here with an important message that is pertinent to anyone who shops for groceries, eats food, or just has an inquisitive mind like myself. What I'm about to introduce you to is a segment of our food culture that has been kept so low profile to the American public that virtually no one is aware of how dominant it is on our refrigerator and cupboard shelves. 
What I'm talking about is the kosher certification industry and the new app, Koshertify, that delivers a comprehensive education on all aspects regarding this little-known practice. After reviewing this app, I found that it is useful for practically anyone who purchases food, regardless of their religious faith or identity. Its database of products not kosher certified is a win-win convenience for all food-conscious people. So why not check out thekosherquestion.com or click on the link at nationalbugle.com and see how modifying your grocery shopping with the Koshertified app can make a huge difference for your future. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. Well, we're back here, and I don't have time to get into the substantive law, but that's an amazing thing. I figured out what they did there since 1938. They put it, they split the court. Melissa and Marilyn, you got a question or a comment? We only got about three or four minutes here. Yeah, I think um, I want to talk to you about the U.S. Supreme Court and how it operates. Can you answer that? I'm sorry. Say that again. I, did, I missed it. I want to talk to you about the U.S. Supreme Court and the way that it operates. I'm sure I still don't quite understand your question. You want to know how the Supreme okay, well, Court I, operates? I, yeah, I, ha I haven't asked it yet. What I'm interested in knowing, it's no big deal, but I just it's like an unexplained story. Um, when the Supreme Court grants certiorari to a case, when they grant search to a case, CERT, and, uh, you know, the case is going to be heard before then. Um, they've already received plenty of paperwork about the case, okay? So my question is, um, do the litigants, is it the law that the litigants 
the parties involved in the U.S. Supreme Court, they have to travel to Washington to have their case heard um, no. before the... No, you do not. You don't have to go to work. Washington. You have to file in a writ of certiorari, and they only hear about 1% or 2% of the cases. They only, they, they, well, they're, they're, they only hear the ones they want to hear. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I, I, I get that, but, but my question is: Is it necessary or optional for the litigants to appear in person in Washington D.C. at the U.S. Supreme Court? Well, you can Court? put in to have oral arguments, but they don't normally. Normally, they don't grant that unless you're a big corporation or something. They don't want to hear oral arguments, so no, you don't have to appear at all. I've been up there four times now, or five, and. Uh, um, Nothing. They just what they do. They just say denied. They they don't want to hear it. And especially when okay, this so last one, it was judicially noticed the Federal Register. But the thing that was missing is that I didn't understand and have the stuff technically in the Federal Circuit Court of Appeals because if the thing that you have to understand is when you go to court, when you start up on appeals, they are going to talk about the things that you had issues below. Some of these things I didn't know about when we went through the uh, Federal Court of Claims and the Federal Circuit Court of Appeals. I was learning. I've learned. I got it now. I know what they're doing. So now we will use that in other cases at the lower levels. And I know now I can sue them instead of playing defense. How about we go on the offense and sue them? Does that sound like a good idea? I, I I understand what you're saying. I was just trying to, you know, to figure out if it was optional or not for the litigants it's, it, the parties it, it, it's in the optional case. to have oral arguments with the Supreme Court and makes up its mind. Normally they don't for, quote, pro se, only if you have an attorney and that. Uh, Supreme Court really don't like to hear from pro se's because we're supposed to be ignorant, literate, and stupid. Okay, so so you're saying that uh, now? How would things change if the um, if cases weren't if, if cases did not have oral arguments? How would that change things? Nothing. Okay. See what they do a lot of times, like when you follow writ of certiorari, when they get to like we did the Mooney's case, the other side says we don't even we're not even going to respond. That tells you right there. They're all in bed together. They don't even—they're not going to offer defense because they ain't got one. Okay. So the uh, uh, solicitor general says, "No, I'm not going to respond." Supreme Court says denied, so you're screwed. In other words, it's too hot to handle right now. To me, okay. when you take the oral arguments option, it's kind of like defending a dissertation or something. Email me at IRS at AlaskaMinuteMan.com or call me at 907-355-8304. If you got any further questions, we're going off the air. God willing, we will see you next Sunday. If the federalities have been coming, hold my butt up. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. 
owner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-THE-NUMBER-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. This is 